Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Anthony Locascio, who is a world-renowned, internationally known tap dancer and the co-author of an international best-selling handbook for restrictive diets. Anthony, how you doing? I'm doing great. That was a really good introduction. Do you know how many people ask me how to pronounce my name two seconds before we start the podcast and then absolutely kill it. They don't kill, they butcher it. It's really, that was really well done. You nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Well, awesome, man. Thanks for coming on the show. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Whew, man, a little bit about myself. I have a really, I lived a, a lot of life in a short period of time. So I've done everything from being bullied as a kid for being a dancer to utilizing that talent to become an internationally known tap dancer and overcoming the struggles that come with all of that. And then having this great career and suddenly finding out that my body was attacking me some for some reason and changing to the point that I really couldn't be on stage anymore or in front of a camera. But I suddenly discovered that, not suddenly discovered, you know, Things seem like overnight successes, but they, they you, you set yourself up for overnight success. I suddenly discovered that I needed to change my diet. I had the help of my wife, who's the co-author of the book that we wrote, Food is a Prescription. And between the two of us, we wound up kind of saving my, my life and my career, as well as finding the desire to collect all the tips and tricks, a couple of recipes, the things that helped us, our own little stories into this hand, easy to read handbook for other people so that they could be empowered and save their own lives if they're having you know, issues with their diet or they've been told they have to use food as a prescription, meaning you have to go gluten-free, you have to go soy-free, you have to go corn-free. So when you ask me about like a little bit about me, there's like a lot in, a, in, in like this box, but you also asked what I do for fun and for fun, I love fishing. It taught me about the true meaning of meditation. I thoroughly enjoy tap dancing. It's one of my favorite things to do. The universe kind of put that on me. I didn't choose tap dancing, tap dancing chose me and I'm glad I was open enough to listen and hear that and go down that path. I love spending time with friends and family and just, if you're willing to accept that you could live in the moment Every moment of your life could be a good time and you could always be having a party. Mm, I love that's that. what I do for, that's what I do for fun. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. When did that uh, become a part of your life? That living in the moment. Whew. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that because I'm wearing this hat right now. It's a Jason Mraz hat. He's one of my favorite artists. When I think of Jason Mraz, I think of Stevie wonder or Paul McCartney or any of the greatest artists to ever live in art in time. Beat Beethoven, like I would, like he runs that for me. He uses alternative time signatures for my musicians out there and singers who understand what I mean when I say alternative time signatures and tap dances. His lyrics are beautiful. It's a very positive energy. It's very, 
uh, it's very cerebral and there's a lot of love and I don't know. It's, it's pieces over time. It's baby steps, how you get to that point or you feel like that, or I guess the reason why, when you asked me that question, I first thought about Jason Mars, he has a song called living in the moment. And one of the things that helped me wake up, wake up to who and what I wanted to be, it was music and not the music that's on the radio. <laughs> you know, I have to say, Jason Mraz was very inspirational to me. Obviously, Stevie Wonder, Sammy Davis Jr. for all kinds of reasons was very inspirational to me. But you have these collection of lyrics over time that you see are associated to certain artists. And if you kind of, Nora Jones taught me a lot, uh, Jack Johnson, um, Donovan Frankenritter, I don't know, they just, I'm an artist. So when, when other artists speak under the radar, which is not on the radio, I hear it. So I think a lot of that was a big awakening for me. Before that, because you asked me a really deep question, I'm trying to figure out how to process all that in real time. Before that, Nathan Sheens. Hey, go, Nathan. How are you, mate? It's a buddy of mine in Australia. Yeah? I got a pretty good accent on me for many years. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah? <laughs> Fair dinkum, mate. Well, Nathan Sheens came into my room one day, and I, I got to connect the dots. So I was in a show called Tap Dogs. I was performing off Broadway. I signed a contract to go on like a nine month tour. And we're in LA and I'm working with a bunch of Australians and no Canadians yet, but I wasn't around Americans on the regular, right? So it starts to change your perspective. You get more of a worldly perspective rather than an American perspective. That doesn't mean one is good or bad. It just means that's what they are. And you can learn from them both. And that's important. And if you can look at that without emotion and take what you can take from it, then it's only going to improve your life. So Nathan said to me, what came into the room one night, the, all the Americans were chilling out, like watching television. And he's like, all right, you bloody guys doing it here watching TV when you could be out here meeting your blokes, mate. Hang out, have a beer, yeah? You're on stage with us, mate. What's, you don't need a television. Hang out with your fellas. And it was there that I started to take TV out of my life. So that was another big one for me. Another thing that came up was religion when I was on the road. And there's nothing wrong with anybody's belief or what they attach themselves to, but not everything is right for every person. And different people need different things. So sometimes, you know, when I was growing up, it was very Catholic. And I'm really grateful for all the things that Catholicism taught me because it taught me a lot of good morals and values. But at the same time, it didn't exactly teach me how strong and powerful I am. It says you're made in the image of God, but it doesn't really tell you that you could be your own God of your own universe if you see it that way. So I struggled with that a little bit. And when I asked difficult questions, the answers were, the, the, the questions were kind of swept under the rug. So releasing myself from the idea of religion and then going through the process of, holy man, wow. I, the first thing that I said was, okay, I guess I'm an atheist, but I said it like with a question mark because I didn't know where else to go. And then I realized how many people I eliminated from the conversation when I said I was an atheist. And when I asked them why, you know, or when I tried to understand why they shut down, why I put them in a defensive position, right? It's because that's a really harsh thing. And it means that you don't believe in anything. So you really have to take that meaning to heart. And I landed on agnostic. 
And when I tell people I'm agnostic, it allows for typically a really positive growth kind of conversation to happen. So man, religion, unlearning things that I learned my whole life, being bullied and not letting that be my end game, being my, the be all end all, uh, taking television out of my life, listening to the lyrics and music. And then all of that combined with completely changing where I lived. Um, gosh, I, I, I grew up in New York and I'm so, again, I'm grateful for that experience because that's irreplaceable, that life experience. But man, was I happy when I lived in California. And oh boy, was it interesting when I left America. And holy cow, was it crazy when I was in Canada during an election year and the news was just, here are the facts, here are the facts, have a nice night. Instead of, oh my God, we're on fire. Oh my God, we're all gonna die. Pick a side. Do you know what I mean? So like living through those experiences and I haven't even named them all yet is what got me there to live in the moment. And then at the, and I started at the end, I do that often. After living in California, after all those experiences, after entertaining millions of people, after living the life of being what it means to be a tap dancer or, or, or an entertainer or, a, you know, and if you want to start to label it because the world labels things, I could put a million labels on that that also create the change, the depth of what I experienced. And then hearing the song Living in the Moment by Jason Mraz allowed me to release all my demons over an extension of years and connect to that idea a little bit at a time until it fully became my reality. Man, that was a long answer to your question. I hope you forgive me for telling you all that. <laughs> no, you're all good, man. I loved it. I loved it. Well, you asked me a deep question. Yeah. So I gave you a deep answer. I love it. And cool. would you say that kind of encompassed your motivation in life, kind of just learning from your experiences and living in the moment? Or is there something more to your thing that keeps you up and gets you going every day? Yes, all of that. Um, <laughs> man, I, I was thinking about this before, before we came on today, because I was listening to some of your other podcasts, which if you're listening right now, this is the first podcast you're listening to, because you found this podcast, because you know me, please go listen to the other podcasts. They're on Spotify, check them out. I was enjoying them coming into mine today. Anyway, I said that, and then I forgot the thing. You just watched ADHD happen, pal. That was my ADHD moment. I had a beautiful thing I was going to say, and then I said that thing for I said that thing leading into it, which was the dis like the disclaimer moment, and I blew it. I blew the question. Uh, motivation. Um, yeah, motivation. Man, I'm really, really lucky. I, I'm attached to the universe in a crazy way now. Like I trust it. I believe in it. My motivation is to be a, a mentor. I'm an uncle. I'm a dance teacher. You know, I hear people call themselves coaches all the time. The journey of writing a book and having people that are now like, oh my God, you changed my life again. And it's not related to dance because I've changed so many people's lives related to dance. It became like, the, like and, and for those that are listening that know me, don't take this wrong way. It became common space. And I'm so grateful for that. But it also showed me that I had more to do. And by accepting and I fought that for a long time because I wanted to keep enjoying the dancing and the tap dancing and the kids and the and the teaching and the dance studios and and the, and the competitions and the conventions but I was going I was vibrating at a, at a at a rate that was different than that vibration now so 
the universe keeps me motivated every day and getting up every day because it wants me to do something. And I, and the, the, I got the connection. The thought I had of before I can, before I came on was if I can get to be as well-known or successful as I am as a tap dancer and a teacher and a performer and an artist, as I could be or have the potential of being as a healer or an enlightener or as someone who empowers people or shows people their strength because they have something that's going on wrong with their body. They, 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 don't, they didn't gain weight, they look puffy was swollen because that's what happened to me. They're not, they don't know what's going on. They're internally bleeding and it's in their bowel movement. They, they're having trouble with their thyroid. They, they, their skin is freaking out. They don't know what's wrong. And then they hear me and they know me for some reason or, or I reach them or your podcasts reach them. And they hear something that changes their life. They learn to be an advocate for themselves. They realize that there's a lot of ways to practice medicine and traditional medicine, 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 Western, Western, Western medicine. <laughs> there is just one way. There was medicine before that. There's medicine after that. And if they could figure out how to help themselves because of knowing me or reading the handbook that my wife and I wrote. And, you know, a million people have changed their lives and better the quality of their lives because of not what I've done, but what I'm doing now. That's what gets me up every day. Like that's real. There's an expression in my industry, overnight success. There is no such thing as overnight success. That is a fallacy. It is the image of overnight success. You have to plan for years, sometimes decades for that thing to flip, to switch, to change everything. And to everyone else that just happened. But for you, you worked for years, you went to school, you, you studied, you were on stage, you did your thing, you wrote many songs, but then it just changes. And then there's an overnight success. And, you know, I don't know, it's an incredible thing. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, let's jump into your dreams and goals. Tell us a bit about vision for the rest of your life. I know you talked a bit about being an enlightener and mm -hmm. an empowerment, like somebody who always is empowering others. Just tell us about it. You know, that was another thing was I hear coach, I hear guru, and I think I might be a mentor. I know I'm a mentor. I, I, don't, I don't own that all the time. I'm a mentor. And I'm really grateful for that. And I need to own that all the time. And right now, we, I, we wrote a one, one book, Food is a Prescription, and I'd like to come up with a follow book, with a following book. All we do is delicious because people constantly say, you're gluten-free, soy-free, corn-free, dairy-free. What do you eat? Air? And then they taste the food I make and they're like, oh my God, this is delicious. I'm like, that's right. Maybe you shouldn't have spoke too soon, should you? <laughs> and and like, that's how I feel, that's funny. But as far as goals and dreams, in conjunction with writing this book, and I don't know what's gonna come first at this point, it might be the bakery. I'd like to move down to Florida. I'd like to open a bakery. I'd like to figure out how I can provide crazy delicious things for everyone, even people that don't want to or need to or have to be gluten-free, soy-free, corn-free, or dairy-free, whatever, that they just love what I, the food, the, you know, people love food. I'm Italian. I grew up in a kitchen. You know what I mean? So food is how I express love. And if I can spread that love all over the world, but 
especially for people who have restricted diets or think that they're they can't eat anything or that other people make fun of it and i could change that vision or mentality or you know put that societal vibe out there man that's a that's a hope and dream that i that not only do i have i am gonna aim for yeah i love that i love that so living out your life as a mentor getting that follow-up book all we do is delicious and opening up that bakery in florida Mm -hmm. is there anything else that you kind of have on your bucket list in the vision of your life bucket list i've always wanted to go to australia i really want to bring my wife to alaska because i have all 50 states under my belt and she doesn't she's missing one she had she was missing like six or eight when she met me maybe five i don't want to say the wrong number and i got it between us to every one of them except for that one i really want to go to australia to see my friends who i did tap dogs with i want to i want to do this thing with food because the universe is just like come on man let's go let's go let's go but at some point, once I could stabilize that, I want to come back to tap dance because I'm going to have to leave tap dance for a little while. I'm going to have to leave teaching because my focus is going to have to be on the bakery and the food and the book. But at some point when I come back, I don't want to come back as a performer anymore or as a teacher anymore, per se, as a dance studio teacher or as a convention teacher. I'll, maybe I'll teach at some special events, festivals. If people want me in festivals, I'd love to teach at festivals. But I want to come back as a producer and a director and a content creator and an opportunity provider. Because when I look at tap dance, those are the things that's missing. It's missing in, well, it's not really, it's not 100% missing. Let me, let me clarify. There are some really great things out there. LA Tap Fest, uh, Sarah Reich provides some really wonderful experiences. Um, the, the Tap Family Reunion, you know, uh, uh, tap dance Detroit is a great place with uh, Motor City Tap Fest. There's a wonderful company called Subject Matter up in Massachusetts. Then we have some mentors in ourselves, like um, in Diane Walker, and you know, just we have a really, really great tight community that does a lot of good things. But I grew up a different way than a lot of traditional tap dancers that are, are leaders in the community grew up. I grew up through a dance studio and. There's a lot of dance studios that crave or want to do better when it comes to tap dancing and teaching it and showing it to their families or or clientele, but they don't always have the support and backing or the know-how. And I want to bridge that gap a little bit more. And I think, and I know Diane Walker wants to bridge that gap. Aunt Diane, we call her, at least those, I get to know her. And when we say say Diane around my dance classes, all the kids go like this because they understand who she is. Uh... But yeah. But I'd like to come back to tap dance in a capacity where I could provide opportunities for the dance studio owners and the teachers who think or feel that their only opportunities are traditional opportunities like a convention or a dance recital. And I want to do that by doing some national events in Florida where we put down really nice floors. I've had a beautiful sponsor with my hashtag tap life company from Omara floors. And I want to, I want to give, amateurs an opportunity to know what it feels like to be a professional and work around and with professionals so that they have a true love and understanding of this art form and and want to help it thrive in their lifetime i love that thank you that's tap life hero foundation we even have like a t-shirt like uh fundraiser we do i i'll send you that link hopefully we could post it somewhere no absolutely in the show notes yeah, cool. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, you ask good questions. You get me talking. And I don't want to, I don't want to, 
talk too long. I, I, I want to be conversational. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, I'm curious as to if there were one or two people you could meet in your life right now. And these people could either be a specific person or a type of person, and they could help you take the next step towards all of these dreams and goals that you have. Who would they be and how would they do it? Dude, that's a difficult question because like you get, that's like, that's like a three part, five paragraph <laughs> essay question. It's like, I don't even know how to answer all that because when you first said that, I'm listening to you and my brain shot off to who do I want to spend time with, right? Like who do yeah. I want to, and I mean, and I always go to Sammy Davis Jr., right? So my mind shot there and then I, I try to explain to people what it's like to have ADHD. It's like, I feel like from what I've understand about the universe, it's like your brain is a constantly expanding universe. And when you're listening or hearing someone or you, when you have a thought, all these stars start bursting out. And whatever star is brightest is the one that grabs your attention. And then as you start to understand that star, another star becomes brighter because you're starting to get some of the energy. And then you try to, you, you, that star gets your attention. So there was like three things in that question that got my attention. And it was really hard to process it all. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And here with the final, with the final thought is what you're really looking for is so, I just have to say, I want to meet Sammy Davis Jr. That's important. To me. <laughs> right. As far as someone who could help me, I mean, who doesn't want to meet a shark, right? On the shark tank, but mm. I don't really want to meet a shark. I want to meet, I want to meet a fish that, you know, like there's this, I want to meet a fish that understands a balance. I want to meet an animal that wants to thrive with me instead of eat me alive so that they could live. That's what a shark does. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want to meet another. I want a fish that swims harmoniously, harmoniously with me. So whoever that ideal business person is, that is willing and want and is also a mentor. I want to meet another mentor that feels about life a similar way that I do. Is challenging enough, but not. Um, trying to push back, you know? Uh, I don't know who that person is. I, I, if, uh, that's a very, you know, the end of, so the beginning of your question, I had an answer. The end of your question, I was like, oh, can we say bad words? Oh, shit, I don't know how to answer this now. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know who I want to meet. Uh, I want to meet famous, not famous, I want to meet people I could identify with for some reason after yep. all this time when people ask me I I I, I watch that I identify with someone like Sammy Davis Jr. especially when you hear a story there's like a like a PBS special American Masters that came out a couple of years ago on him and it, it's beautiful I want to meet I want to meet Gregory Hines like he was someone who wanted to bring more people together you know like I want to meet you know I want to meet a type of person, I guess, not a specific person. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. I love cool. it. That's my that's my answer, and I'm st and that's, that's my <laughs> final answer. I'm sticking to it. And you want this type of person to really thrive with you, kind of match your energy and match the way that you look at life, but also be able to challenge you, and you can identify with them. So I guess my question is, and I and I want to be that for them. 
And you want to be there for them. And I want to be that same thing for them. Yes. I didn't mean to interrupt you. What's the question? (laughs) The question is, if you were to nail down some very specific characteristics of that person, what would they be? Make them real for us right now. So when we see them, we can give them to you. They're good listeners. They are firm but not mean. They are trying to understand. They, dude, that's a that's a that's a deep. Um, they want to understand you and have respect for you and try to get you. Um, they respond to you like they're an ally and don't and when you speak to them you don't make them feel or they don't feel like they're in a position where they're an adversary shout out jason udolf um the good listen i said good listeners already right um Man, I, you know, I, I'm going to have to get back to you because I can't completely answer that question. I could give you some, but I feel like I would, like, I'm going to wake up tonight and I'm going to be asleep and I go, oh my God, here's another one. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> they they want to come, they can always find the silver lining, um, but they also are realists. Um, They're kind, not because they expect others to be kind to them, but because that's just how they want to be to other people. They have empathy. Um, They're thoughtful in how they show that they see or hear you. Um, I don't know, man, they're open-minded. Um. They get the idea of a universe, you know, like bigger ideas. Uh, They could agree to disagree. They're successful and sometimes like they kind of, no, I don't know how. I started, I started a thought there. I, I, and I couldn't finish the thought before the words came out. So I'm not going to. That's right. All right. I'm going to, is that, what do you think? It was, I think that's pretty good, right? Dude, that was a fantastic Uh, list. All right, cool, cool. I'm sure that I can do, I, I'm sure that there's more. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Well, what's the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you get the bakery off the ground and get the second book going? I, I wanna, you need little money engines in life, right? Mm-hmm. And you never know what they're gonna be, right? So, and then the idea is that you use that money with integrity. Like there's, there's a CEO I read about who went on a sabbatical and, and, and worked out how much money is a starting salary you need in America to live a comfortable life and not deal with financial anxiety. Makes sense, right? Yep. He got that number. I think it was like $70,000 a year. So when he came off that sabbatical and he figured that out, he decided that was it. And people freaked out around him and the board freaked out. But he said, nope, this is what we're going to do. 
I, I wish I could remember the name of the company right now on the spot, but when I looked into it a couple of years later, they're thriving. It's a thriving company. Everybody loves working there. You know, it's it's a it's a great it's a great place to work, and everybody loves it. There was another bread company, bakery, or something like that. It was a commercial bread company, and their approach was everybody is an equal investor in the company who works there. Period. That's it. You have an equal say. It's all a vote. You all make the same amount of money. If the company makes more money, you all make more money. If the company makes less money, you all make less money. Brilliant. Seems very fair and reasonable, right? Yeah. So um, I guess the, the, the thing that you could help somebody like me, we're a small business owner. We're trying to get an idea off the ground is if you or anyone you know can utilize the food as a prescription book, right? That's the first step in our journey. Tell people about it. Spread the word. Do you know somebody with a restrictive diet? Do you want to help them? Is it a family member? Buy them that gift for Christmas. Post it on your own social media. Do you know any friends? Tell them. Just be in the network. Listen to this podcast. Share this podcast. You don't always have to buy something. You could share something. You could share the word. That's one thing. That's ground level. The next thing is, if you know anybody that is are in these in the field that we're going into, and you could help us with advertising, marketing, you know, this is how you help your friends. So, I mean, and I'm giving you very, this is not just for me, this is for anybody, like trade. One of the things that helps save my life in this whole process is trade. The doctor who helped me, first my wife helped me with my, with my diet. And then I had a doctor who helped me, Dr. Rob. And Dr. Rob, I know as, since I'm a kid, loves tap dancing. And I didn't have the money to get the tests that he could give me to help me figure out my diet. He's a nutritionist and a chiropractor, upper cervical doctor. So I traded him tap classes, private lessons, which I owe him more and I'm gonna make him take those classes, tap for the testing. And that set me on a course that helped me lose 35 pounds, helped my heart get stronger, helped me stop internally bleeding. Like, oh my God, that was trade. So just communicate with your friends. What do you need? What do I need? What do we need? Just help each other with what you need. And that'll, that would help me. That would help you. I'm going to share this podcast. I want everybody who knows me to listen to this podcast and then discover your podcast. Right? There we go. That's how it works. So yeah, I think that's it. I think just listen to each, listen to each other's needs and fill them where you can. You don't have to fill them all. And it's okay to say no. You're better off saying no than overpromising. Always in life. There's a little mentor tip. Love it. Love it. Well, awesome. Now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. <laughs> that's an unfair question. Right. I, I think that's an unfair question. Follow-up question. Follow-up question. What is the wait, wait, book? wait, wait. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What is the book that you have gifted the most? Well, I mean, right now it's my book because I've been gifting it to people, right? But prior to that, you asked me, let, let's say, let's let's say what's my favorite book. I was not a good reader. I was a terrible reader. And I didn't have a favorite book until senior year of high school. In senior year of high school, we had to read a book and we could pick whichever book it was. And for some reason, I picked The Godfather. Go figure. I've never seen the movie until that point. And 
there was a whole discussion of movies better than books and blah 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 and i was and i was young and i was in school and, and i'm italian and i'm in new york and absolutely those things speak to me it's not the crime part that speaks to me it's it's like, like the family stuff that speaks to me you know what i mean like how you love and treat your family and others and how others in your world can be your family if you understand and respect each other that way so the godfather was my favorite book in my lifetime because it was my first favorite book because it was the first book that i read that i could relate to so i liked it and it taught me that wow i actually do like reading if i like if i'm reading something that's interesting to me so it wasn't that it was the godfather that made me like the book it was the fact that i could relate to it and it was the first book that made me realize that i liked that i could like reading you know then another you go from there I get you get older so the your favorite book changes for a certain reason and then you can't compare them the second favorite book if you if i may would be rule by secrecy by by jim mars because that book taught me about the inner workings of the history of the world and it was really and it was released at a really key time so that book is massive for me and if i tell anybody to read any book that's the book i tell everyone you got to read that book but now if I could have a third and then I'll cut it there is because then there's a fourth, but I won't even do it. The, the easy method, the easy way to quit smoking by Alan Carr, because I was a smoker. I was a two pack a day smoker. And I read that book and I, and, and I became a non-smoker again. Mm. So those three books have very significant meaning in my life. There's, there's another one, the unabridged history of America, which I can't think of that by Harold Zinn or something who really taught me about more about the history of America, but tap dancing taught me about the history of America. I didn't need that book to teach me things that it took, but so when you say my favorite book, it's like, again, I'm like, Oh my God, my favorite book. I'm 49. Now I'm going to be 50. I have three books that are very significant for very important reasons that could change people's lives. So that would be that movies. Everybody has different movies for different reasons. I say, watch documentaries, you know, Shawshank Redemption will always be one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Unusual suspects will blow your mind. Reservoir Dogs is amazing. Back to the Future was like, wow, look what we did. I mean, I was a kid when Star Wars came out. Oh my God, Empire Strikes Back. So how do you have a favorite movie when you could name those movies in your lifetime, right? Yeah. I've been on the planet for a long time. There's no substitute for time. I tell people that are younger than me, you could be smarter than me and I accept that, but there's no substitute for time. Please respect the fact that I've been here for longer than you. So I've had more time to learn and investigate these things. You could investigate one thing and be way smarter than me. I mean, like I mentioned all old movies, but like the Avengers series and what the MCU does is insane. It's like Kevin Feige is one of the greatest movie producers of all time at this point in my life. You talk about music, like Hamilton is one of the greatest Broadway shows ever written and, and presented to us. And if you ask me what's my favorite Broadway show, it's hard because there's process, you know? Yep. So anyway, Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. What's one way that you like to take care of yourself? You got to make time for yourself. You have to meditate. Uh, meditation doesn't mean I am going to clear my mind. It means do something that helps you quiet your mind. That's why I said fishing earlier on. I could just sit there and fish. And when you don't have a lot of noise around you, you could hear what your mind is trying to say to you. I love it. You know? Yeah. I love it. Um, what is one action step that you can take right now? Yeah to start meeting that person that you were describing earlier, that ideal business partner. 
exactly what I'm doing right now. You just put it out in the universe. Talk about what you're passionate about. If you talk about what you're passionate about and you put it out into the universe, you, you'll you'll connect. You'll connect. There we go. Awesome. I got one last question for you. Yeah. It's going to require a bit of free text. Here we go. So you know how there are people on the planet that have, you know, fixed mindset, not willing to accept change, not willing to accept help. And sometimes they live their whole lives like that. Sometimes they die like that. Other times they change and they have a growth mindset, willing to accept help, willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? I don't know what causes it right off the bat, but the first thing you made me think is whether you think you could change or whether you don't think you could change, you are 100% correct. I think the catalyst is a different thing for different people. You never know what's going to cause self-enlightenment. You never know what's going to cause self-realization. It could be an outside force, could be an inside force. Some people are just not meant to have that experience. And some people are meant to have that, are, are meant to be born with that experience. Everything is balance. Everything is spectrum. And everything else in between exists too. If you could accept that and you could live that, you're probably going to be really happy every day. If you can't, you might not. And it's not for me to say, maybe misery is happiness for someone that is fueled by misery. Ooh, look, I got eyebrows from you. You went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Ooh, wait, wait, hold on. I pulled my, I pulled my, it was really great. We, just needed, we needed a moment of silence for that quote right there. We did. It's always yeah. good for a moment of silence. <laughs> love it, love it. Well, awesome, Anthony, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? No, no, thank you. I, I, I love to, I, when I'm interviewed on a podcast, I always love to end it with, thank you so much for what you're doing. I don't have a podcast, right? So by you being interested in people like myself and these stories and the desire to help other people and grow in your own self is what kind of makes the world go round. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope everyone that listened had a just a really great time listening and you've learned something about yourself. And, you know, I, and, and I hope you pick up our first book and one day try one of the foods that we make because all we do is delicious and nothing makes me happier than to spread love by making other people empowered, enlightened, and really happy with themselves. Awesome. Real quick, what's the best way to contact you? Oh, you could go to our website, foodasaprescription.com. I'm on Instagram with my own name, Anthony Lacascio. But ultimately, we want people to really find Loca Foods, Inc. L-O-C-A, like my first, like my last name, Foods, F-O-O-D-S-I-N-C, Loca Foods, Inc. Because that's the parent company for the book, for the second book, for the bakery, for anything that we do. So please come follow our social media. It, 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 it helps us. It helps us tremendously. There we go. Well, you guys heard him. If you guys are listening to this and you loved what he had to say, you want to support his dreams and goals, make sure to connect with him on social media. Go to the website. Follow Local Foods, Inc. Also, if you were listening to him describe the person that he needs to meet earlier and you had a person in mind, make sure to make that connection.
The ways to contact him will be in the show notes. As always, send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes, and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.